you're wrong. Fuck you, we're right. You have all made it to the dance. Because believe me, this is the dance. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Grumble. I am your host, Graham, and sitting in the corner to my left, looking very relaxed today, it's Daryl. Damn it. Why are you looking so relaxed? It's like Bedelia and Skinner unplanned this, isn't it? A, a, a bit like that, yeah. Which one's Bedelia, which one's Skinner? Um, That's the opening contest for this week. Surprise uh, opening contest. Who's uh, Bedelia, who's Skinner? Uh, uh, um, <laughs> All I can think of is jokes about Judaism. Um... Dan, yeah. Dan's here. Dan. I, I, I'm kind of a bit of both. That's the weird thing. Why are you a brummy? No, I'm not a brummy, but I've got Frank Skinner's kind of seedy past with women and alcohol. Seedy past? Seedy? Whoa, hold on. I've had a few bad relationships. That's all I'm going towards. <laughs> but then I'm also culturally Jewish, I'm told. So Culturally? Uh, that, yes, I remember who said that. Do you know who yeah. said that? Oh. Simon, my favourite person ever. Hello, Simon. <laughs> uh, I don't think he listens to this, but if you do, hello, he Simon. He should. Why doesn't he? Um, Tell him to listen. Um... <laughs> is he allowed to say he's culturally Jewish? Is yeah, because that... Simon said it, so it's all right. Okay, Simon said it, it's fine. You know it's, like, it's like Simon says, "Touch your head," so you have to touch your head. But is that different? Simon side? says, "I don't even think Simon says." There you go. Simon says, oh, "Pull your mic up a bit and talk into it." Simon, yeah, Simon says, "All right, <laughs> Captain laid back, whatever." <laughs> Look at him; he's just oh, yeah. smooth jazz FM on Daryl. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Um, what I... date is it today? September twelfth. Yeah. Oh, don't date the podcast. What date? You just asked me what date. <laughs> what? The date the podcast will be released will be September seventeenth. Thank you. Do you know what date it was yesterday? Sixteenth. That's my birthday. Wish me oh. happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, birthday Daryl. Thank so you. This should have been your birthday episode. Happy birthday for yesterday. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, what did you do on your birthday? Well, you guys threw me a surprise party, remember? Yeah, yeah, but... We, you, you invited all it, my friends. Yeah. Daryl found it disappointing. Well, of course he found it disappointing because <laughs> we didn't tell any of the rest of his friends it was his birthday. So oh, yeah, good point. That was what, a little... Um, uh, what other I mean, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, good point. Well, have you got other friends? Of course I haven't. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of someone who's got no friends, Enzo on Raw... <laughs> So, see, look at that. We're doing it. We're doing it like a proper podcast. <laughs> oh, I love it. Got ripped into by The Miz. The best part is Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel stood behind laughing. It's like out of everyone on the roster, you don't want those two laughing at you for anything. Yeah, you've got Curtis Axel who, I mean, he's just got a variety of ways to avoid admitting that he's bald. Famous sperm. That's all he is. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> then you've got Bo Dallas who's like, ha ha, and you're a lizard. And I really believe that. I really do. He's starting to look more and more like his brother. Do, yeah, well, I mean, how long are they going to carry on the pretense that they're not related? Or that they're not the same person. Oh. Doodle doodle. Maybe they're both the same lizard. Bray, what if they're both the same lizard? They could be. See? Bray, Bray Wyatt's wearing a fake beard like what we're going to talk about later in The Chaperone. Yes. The yeah. Chaperone. Yeah. This is it. It's Grumble Film Club this week, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. This is Daryl's birthday treat is he gets to watch The Chaperone. I say it's a treat. <laughs> Are you not excited about watching The Chaperone? Definitely fucking not. <laughs> so yeah, on more Miz, more Miz news. So not only did he rip Enzo a new one, as we said, Enzo's got no mates. Uh, also, he's... Uh, <laughs> you know where I want to go with this. Yeah. <laughs> go on, you say it. You, it's <laughs> rip, rip, rip Maurice a new one. There we go. She, she's 
So Miz up jo- off. She's up off. Yep. So Miz but joins me. She, in the f- she's not ripped a new one yet. Well, hold nine on. month time. All right, hold on, because Miz joins me in the fertility club. Yeah. So we're like that. Are you going to get t-shirts made? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know? John Cena has not been proved to be per- fertile. So just saying, we're better than him. Yeah. In a way. And he yeah. allegedly a while ago shot bla- shot them all of at City. So did he? Well, that's why his I previous about, marriage. You, you fell also apart. stopped stopped yourself from saying shot blanks. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. That's that. That's that, an allegation was, we couldn't get. He's not dead, Daryl. No. What's the, what's the legality on calling? I said agility. I said agility. Yes. Agility. <laughs> you had to what? correct my grammar the other day as well. I'm, I'm just, I'm just the worst. What's the what's the legality, Daryl? On well, we, uh, we, we we only slander the dead. Okay, so the Rogue so, Rumble podcast. <laughs> uh, the, the, the dead can't sue. So We're going like all that. the catchphrases yeah. in, aren't we? Yeah, one PW. <laughs> <laughs> well, say it. Come on. Yeah, but what if I do owe some money? Money? To say it. I don't owe any money. There you go. Right. Well, produce the little doll. Pull it back. Are you having a? I mean, what, no. what, what, what they're going to pull to get me to say phrases? <laughs> well, I mean, legally, I can't say that. On air. Oh, right. like, you know, it causes some legal troubles. Okay. So, speaking of uh, legal troubles, tiny dick is what he meant. All right. Okay. It's my birthday, and I say what I want. Ah, oh, that's true. Can yeah. I say what I want? Also, he said it about himself. Hashtag so. like a thumb rather than hashtag like a firm. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like. It's self-deprecating, isn't it? Yeah, that's all right, yeah. yeah. Thumb or thermos, tweet us now. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of things that could get you into legal trouble, but won't because it's all shoot-wise. Okay. More Cena and Reigns stuff this week. Oh, I saw that as well. Yeah, you, drug you test. You've listed everything I know about Raw this week. Oh, drug test. I, I had something to say about this. Go on. Roman Reigns is like, oh, my match is a better quality than yours. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Because one, they're not for a kickoff. Right? And two, fuck off. <laughs> what does it mean? Like, in the context of a wrestling show, right, if I if I went in there and like just, just like, I don't know, did a finger poke of doom and it, it was that strong that it basically killed someone and yep. I pinned him right I'm Heart the punch. best I'm the best <laughs> if I have right. a, if I have a 40 minute back and forth match it means that I'm not quite that good because like fucking Kurt Angle's bastard can't beat me <laughs> Kurt Angle's bastard Jason Snow <laughs> I will argue I in terms of kayfabe it does matter having the best matches because fans want to see the best matches, so that bumps you up the card and makes you more of a commodity. Yeah, but if you're the best wrestler, <laughs> you yeah. win all the matches, you win the belt. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. It, yeah. In, in one sense, it's silly, but on the same time, I can understand it kind of like a in the world of wins and losses don't matter. It's, oh, well, my match quality is high, so fans want to see me, which is not true. Because even if you do the match quality thing and... People boo the fuck out of him. It's not like Cena where he's getting cheered by kids and women and then booed by guys who think it's cool. He's getting booed by everyone. Yeah. And it's just, it's bullshit, isn't it? And well, the thing, I mean, the <sighs> thing is, to be p- completely fair, right, we ripped Dolph Ziggler to bits for this. Yeah. So it's absolutely right that we ripped Roman Reigns to it as well, even though I like Roman Reigns more than Dolph Ziggler. Come at, yeah. come at me, internet. I'll, I'm te- I'll take you on. Daryl's birthday, I'll do what I like. Yeah. Did you see he was coming to Raw? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, Asuka. Asuka. As- Asuka. <laughs> yeah, Asuka's coming to Raw. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Um, I'm not sure because, like, it's hard to say. The SmackDown Women's Division probably needs her more, but I don't think they care as much about the SmackDown Women's Division. Nope. So, I mean, the current champion is Natalia, and I I only just remembered that. I nearly said Naomi and had to stop <laughs> myself halfway through. <laughs> I think they're trying to change the sort of dynamic of things. They're trying to um. It's trying to give the division a bit more credibility, allegedly. So 
Although, how you add more credibility by putting Emma into the main can, event? Can remember when, sure. they did, when they added credibility to the vision and then ruined Bailey and everything uh, else? And Sasha. And, and now they have everyone. to rebuild it again. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Also. And I, I won't take the criticism of Emma. Not only is she ridiculous, but also yeah. she started the women's revolution. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Well, how long are they going to carry that on? When is the page feud coming? Because that's, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, that's, it? that's what it needs. But then that's genuine as well. Like her and Paige were the two. She's not very good at wrestling though, is she? She's all right. Mm, she is all right. Exactly. Who's not good at wrestling? Polite. Emma. Oh. Uh, yeah. She's ridiculous though, so it's all right. Yeah. That's the rule. <laughs> Sexualization. <laughs> Yay, gender politics on the Royal Grumble. <laughs> Let's not do that again. It's Daryl's birthday. <laughs> we can blame everything on Daryl's birthday, cool. right? That's yeah. the rule. It's yeah, Daryl's birthday. So. so, you know, race well not racism okay but well not for, yeah yeah no. that's no, none of that we, you can't, so wait oh. so we're not allowed to be racist on this show no definitely uh, not you're gonna have to cross that off and that uh, especially because at the beginning of this week another internet person did it so you just be copying him yeah that's right yeah off of off of youtube uh PewDiePie, he's racist now and then white yeah. people and a lot of white people said that it's uh, what fit. did he say what he dropped an m-bomb in anger. Oh, I knew well done, Dad. Very diplomatic. Yeah. Well done. I just wanted you to say it. No, I'm not going to say it. But then uh, a lot of white people came out and went, well, black people say it all the time. It's fine. People say that in anger all the time. Like, no, they don't. Phew, anyway. that's all right then. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, why you, that's why we you can't do it and I can't edit it anymore. <laughs> no. Well, that's just bullshit, isn't it? Um, there was a lot of stuff happened outside of America. Yeah. Well, there, there was a small thing in Japan. Um, yeah, okay. The first of the destruction shows happened. Uh, Suzuki retained the Never title from over Michael Elgin in an all right match. War Machine regained. Did you say other Michael Elgin? Over Michael Elgin. Oh, I thought you said other Michael. I was like, what? Mm. Oh, I think that's on. a gimmick, isn't it? Other so, Michael Elgin. <laughs> there was no big title changes, but yesterday, yep. on Daryl's birthday, was the second destruction show. And that was great. It Loved was it. headlined by Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi. Who won? Uh, Tanahashi. No, Zack, Zack Sabre, Sabre Jr. won. <laughs> Yeah, see, edit it. I yeah. mean, um, we had that. I mean, that was the right result, and we are correct about it. Who do you think's got the best hair out of them two? At the moment, it's Zach. He's got it nice and neat, whereas Tanahashi's, it's in that kind of half stage because he's had it cut. It's just not bedded in yet. We- anyway, most of the stuff's happening in England, though, because England's the best, isn't it? Oh, okay, now I can't do it. I was going to do the little Great British, British Grumble, and you're like, oh, England's the best. What have you done there? No. Rule Britannia. Is that what we do? Yeah, go on then. Britannia rules the waves. Uh, great British Grumble gonna... on the royalgrumble.com. <laughs> it's not our website. We don't own it. It's about pugs. It's a real thing. Genuinely. Royalgrumble.com is owned by a pug. It pug. might be me. It, it might be. Well, we'll find <laughs> it, out. It, not unless you're in worse. Ontario. I don't think so. I, yeah. I'm a fan of pugs in Ontario. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. The Great British Grumble bonus edition. I'll start off light. Cassie Sono's in ICW. Challenging oh, for the title. Oh, no. Yeah, so he's, he's, that's a weird one. <laughs> yeah, he's in and in Newcastle, because yeah. of course. Who's their champ again? Joe Coffey. I think they've had two matches previous, and they okay. might be tied, so this is the tiebreaker, which Joe Coffey will probably win. Well, yeah. But it's another good coup for ICW, their relationship with WWE paying off once again. Yeah, they're, they're, those relationships with WWE are really paying off for everybody, I would say, yes. actually. And they probably lead into what we're about to talk talk about next. The big big news of the week, I would say. Progress had chased the sun at Alexander Palace, their big show of the year. They did. Um, the big things, Zack Sabre Jr. had an open challenge that was answered by a returning Marty Skrull, who hasn't appeared for Progress since last December. It might have been back in January. Um, 
all uh, three of the four titles changed hands. The only one that didn't was the women's title. Tony Storm retained over Dahlia Black. You're wearing a Tony Storm t-shirt now, don't you? I am. Uh, da- um, fit, what was the tag titles? CCK beat the British Strong Style in a ladder match. And uh, the Atlas title, Walt- Volta won that from Matt Riddle in a freeway that also featured Timothy Thatcher. And Travis Banks ended the near- year-long reign of Pete Dunne to win the Progress title. In what's been hinted that it might have been Pete Dunne's last appearance in progress. See, that has been hinted, but... They keep saying I'm... it's been a good run. Yeah. I'm not sure I buy it because I think he might be in park in progress, say, sometime around next year. Maybe back in London, maybe at a particular venue. Dan, you know where I'm going with this, tell me. Hello, Wembley. Hello, Wembley. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Hello, Wembley. Right. I'm not you know Wembley, you're Wembley. Darryl, aren't you? That, yeah. Progress are running Wembley Arena, baby! That's all right, I know. It's good. I good news. feel like this is an even... like When ICW first announced they were doing the Hydro, I thought that's a kind of cool thing. This is way yeah. bigger. Oh, yeah, here we go. Racist well, thing. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Slow down. You're getting it, excited, you're getting excited. It's Wembley. Wait, wait, wait. You're getting excited. They can configure it to, like, down to 5,000. So yeah. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not, like, saying, like, don't get excited, even though I am. But, like, let's be real, just because it holds, like, ten or 12,000 doesn't oh, necessarily mean... I know, I, I'm not talking about the fact it's Wembley. That's the big deal. It's an iconic venue. Like, the Hydro is kind of a new venue. It's I know it's Glasgow's, like, yeah, latest yeah. arena and stuff. Yeah, here we go. But this is this is Wembley. It, oh, it holds a lot more. And it's also the site of, before ICW came along, the biggest wrestling match in British history. What was that? Uh, the Big Daddy Giant Haystacks match was at right. Wembley. Mm. Also, it's next to a big stadium, so yeah. they can go. We're running Wembley Arena. Yeah, Wembley Arena is a pretty. It's the most. It's one of the most iconic venues in London. What? It's not the O2 though, is it? I mean, what do you mean by venue? Did all I'm saying like, is did millions in terms of, of like for gigs and stuff like, that, especially oh, okay. like what Progress aims for in terms of like rock venues and stuff like Electric Ballroom. They went to Brixton Academy. Wembley Arena is like it's a landmark for a lot of people. Where? All I'm saying is, did millions of pounds of the taxpayers' money get spent on it, and did it turn into a money pit for a while? <laughs> so, if it didn't, it's not the O2, is it? So, yeah. you know, the old Millennium Dome, that's why I like to call it. Yeah, well, that's what it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, take that corporate society. I think it's one of the only, like, major arenas I've never been to. Yeah, do you know, I've never been either. I've like, invited we- once. Wembley or O2? Wembley. I've oh. been to O2 Arena a few oh, times. Okay. I nearly went to a, I think it was THQ event there, oh. years back, but my friend wanted me to drive, so I was like, no. Uh. Not driving to London. Yeah. Go to London. Be disappointed. Uh, I will be going to this event as my other half has said she's going to get us the tickets. They go on sale next Monday, the day after this is released. So back to the point that I was making about this then. Do you think, because I know I do, do you think there's going to be WWE talent on this show? I think there'll be a little bit of involvement. I don't think it'll be... Anybody major, I think it might be along the same lines of that Castiotono thing or Noam Dar in ICW or Jack Gallagher in it, Progress. It'll be before. someone who makes sense because Progress's whole thing has always been their talent is the ones that are pushed. So to have like a lot of import talent on wouldn't really fit what Progress are doing, even though this is a much bigger venue than the run previous. If they want to stay within like their remit, it'd have to be someone like Jack Gallagher, like people who've previously appeared for Progress. Unless Triple H calls up and he's like, you know what? You guys are all right. They'll even sign you up, mate. <laughs> you're you're the fourth member of British Strong Style. You're Well, he has photos with him and everything. He uh, loves them. Yeah, yeah. Also, just a side note. Have you seen Gabe Sapolsky's Twitter picture? 
definitely uh, not. It's fucking definitely hilarious. 100% no. You know the picture of them all sat in the production bay at, T- at NXT, where it's uh, Jim and Glenn and John from Progress, Triple H, and then Gabe Sapolsky sat there. Gabe Sapolsky's like cropped it, so it's just his face kind of creepily over Triple H's shoulder. It's one of the best traitor profiles ever. Go look at it. Couldn't imagine how that could possibly be disturbing with Gabe Sapolsky's beautiful face. He's quite the attractive man. Is he? (laughs) No. No. Vince McMahon was on on SmackDown, wasn't he? That was good. We didn't date the show, so it's fine. So that was was a... That was that was good slash bad. Slash it was a real birthday treat. It was a real. <laughs> I can't. Do you know? I can't even remember what else was supposed to happen on SmackDown. I think there was some title match. Was it the tag title match? Was supposed to happen. The You're street fight. The person. Probably. Not much no, has look, happened on SmackDown lately. No. So I hope it was good. There's one more cool thing that happened on Raw that we didn't talk about. Is it? John Cena and Braun Strowman. Uh, Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, yeah, they had a fight and they didn't get all little guys to come and pull them apart. Brock Lesnar did the New Japan German suplex sell. In a, in a way, Braun Strowman did the sell. Uh, say it, Braun Strowman did, meaning that he got straight up and stared him down. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was that was a pretty cool <laughs> moment. To be fair, it's the way that Brock just reels off. He's like, ah, suplex. Well, no bad. And Braun's like, Braun! That's the actual. Yeah, I'm not finished that, with that, you. That what that was good because. They don't do that in WWE. Yeah, like yeah. They, they they don't do the no sell thing. So the fact that they did one person did it once, it meant a lot. Stands out, doesn't it? It makes yeah. a difference. Yeah, I forgot to mention something last week, so I'm going to mention it now. John Bradshaw Layfield's gone. Yay! Yay! But he's fuck gone you, John. To, but he's gone to be part of a charity. I don't oh. give a shit. Jimmy Savile was part of a charity and look what happened there. <laughs> so, so like... <laughs> it's my birthday, I could do what I want. It, it, his release Darryl. statement was all like, yeah, you know, I, I did like tribute to the troops and stuff. That was my idea. And yeah, I got Ron Summons in the Hall of Fame and did all this stuff about civil rights and stuff. Those are those are not the same thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he equates them to being the same thing, but they're not the same thing. But the, the good, especially good thing about this is uh, Corey Graves is doing double duty. So... Oh, see, this is where I could have fit in, couldn't I? Yeah, From well, his humble beginnings in 1PW. I don't know your money. There you yeah. go to how he's doing now. Yeah. I'm Fairtile, remember that. Well, <laughs> what other catchphrases have we got? What's your catchphrase, Dan? I don't have one. There you go. Wubba lubba dub dub. <laughs> no? I, I, I am in great pain. That would yeah. suit me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck! Shake that out! No? We're not doing that? No. Okay. No. You know what we are doing? Go on. Watching the chaperone. <sighs> Watch the chaperone. Yeah. Well, did, did we do the plugs at the end of the chaperone when we recorded that? Yeah. What do you mean when we record? What we we're about well, I just, I just wanna I just wanna plug the YouTubes because we're not oh, plugged yeah. that for a while and I've got I've got back into plugging the YouTubes. Okay. So uh when we upload the podcast, we also upload it to YouTube because YouTube. so, some people like to watch it on YouTube. YouTube. There's not a why do you keep saying YouTube? I'm, I'm, look, if I if you say it more, it gets in the red and they do oh, okay. it. Okay, right. Okay. I, think, I think people know what YouTube is. YouTube. Um, but we start. It's not a. Vi- we're not doing a video podcast. No, but the audio's on there. Yeah. But what I've started doing as well is uploading the old shows onto it as well on the fifteenth of every month. There you I go. don't know, it's just the middle day in it. <laughs> so no, it's, it's, it means something. So <laughs> um, the one that just got uploaded was yep. entrant number ten. Back when we were still doing entrant numbers. Yay! And the episode called "Whatever Floats Your Boat, Lads." <laughs> a busy week sees the Royal Grumble hit a perfect 10 with NXT TakeOver, Best of the Super Juniors, Brock Lesnar's return to UFC, 
and Daryl remembers a former WWE tag team's entrance differently. I I wrote that. Me, I wrote it. Can you remember what the tag team is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it, Unico and Camacho. It was something racist, I remember. All right, okay, throw that in there. <laughs> it, it actually wasn't, because I remember what it was, but we'll not spoil it for the listeners. So, yeah, <laughs> so you, can, you can enjoy that. I've been you can find that on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, so we, we, we've not got a link, because we're not big enough to get a proper link, but we link it all on Facebook and Twitter and shit, so you just find it on there. Yeah, so go to go to royalgrumble.weebly.com and go to Royal Grumble. Sorry, Royal Grumble Pod on Twitter, and they will have your links to YouTube. Yeah, and Facebook at Royal Grumble. Facebook.com slash Royal Grumble, which I'm, I'm going to repeat all at the end anyway. But anyway, yeah. time for Grumble Film Club. So uh, grab your popcorn, uh, turn your phone off, and we'll be watching The Chaperone after this. And we're back. It's the Royal Grumble Film Club. Uh, if I wasn't here for any reason before, I'm just, just don't worry about it. Fine. So <laughs> we're talking about the chaperone. Danny doesn't know what we've just said about him either. <laughs> I can't believe you said those things in front of me and my child. How dare you? Or possibly not my child. We'll find out. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So we're talking about the chaperone. It's the Grumble Film Club edition number two. This is apparently a comedy. Uh, why have I gone dead? I've sent it down a bit. Why? It's really loud. But all oh, right. Oh. <laughs> Confusing. Right for the li- for the listeners is Dan's turned the noise gate down so the the um, <laughs> the volume's gone down in Graham's headphones and that's what caused a bit of my Sorry, panic. I'm, I'm easily confused. Plus, also, I wasn't even here a minute ago, or was here, or wasn't here, depending on what what my circumstances are. <laughs> So, so wait, this film stars Haley Lou Richardson and Miranda Otto, and it's in the early 1920s. A Kansas woman finds her life forever changed when she accompanies a no, young dancer Dan, that's on a fame-seeking fi- journey to New York City. No, that's not this film, Dan. Oh, well, mate, I've watched the wrong film. I found this a very moving story. <sighs> did uh, you? Yeah. You watched that film, did you? Yeah. What, I, what happens in the film? Well, uh, Don't read the plot. L- Louise Brooks who is the character played by Rayleigh, Haley? Ah, fuck. Ah, no, 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 you don't get to do <laughs> yeah. it again now. That's it. You've messed it up. Basically, I think his point, Daryl, and I'm not 100% sure, is that there's two films called The Chaperone. Okay. I imagine, which, I mean, that, that he's doing the little War Games thing he did from last time, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, what's yeah. the wrong War Games? Ooh. I watched the wrong Chaperone. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so let's start off. How does this I begin? watched the wrong Game of Thrones the other day. Did you? I watched the porn parody. Oh, <laughs> I feel like you might have done that deliberately. Yeah. Is it called what I think it's called? Game of Bones? Yeah. I'm going to level you with a joke. I don't, I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. I bet there is one called Game of Bones, though. There definitely is a porn parody because I've seen a screenshot of it. Well, I know, but I mean, there's what's a it porn called? parody of everything. There's a porn parody of Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Yeah. There's one of SpongeBob SquarePants that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Are we are we really doing this? Are we just <laughs> are we changing we this about... episode to our favourite porn but... parodies? Is there a porn parody of The Chaperone, though? Bet there isn't. So. I China mean, Queen of the Ring doesn't count. <laughs> I'll tell you what put me off is hearing Lisa Simpson orgasm. 
Oh, God. Well, yeah. So Lisa Simpson's in this film. And... <laughs> what? Just his face when I said that. So it's Triple H, Lisa Simpson, and... Uh, oh, I can't remember her character's name. One of the Dumfies from uh, Modern Family. Yep. And Kevin Corrigan. Yeah, you mentioned this last week. Who is uh, he? Professor Professorson in Community. Ah, no idea. Uh, he was in the film Some Guy Who Kills People, uh, which was a big hit at Solid Screams in 2011, I think it was, or 2012. There's some... so that's a really good film, actually. Was oh, that a real film? I thought yeah, you were yeah. doing like a community reference. It's a, com- it's a comedy horror called Some Guy Who Kills People, and he's the main character. This is a comedy action film, isn't it? But it's missing one of those elements. We'll figure out which, which one. one. Wait a minute, which one? Well, we'll decide. It Shoot could be soon. either. Well, I know, we'll <laughs> decide soon enough. So... The film starts with the word Ray being said about 3,742 times. It's just Ray, Ray. Ray, Ray. It's, Ray. Just, it's Ray. just Ray. Uh, What's Ray. that mean, right? Let's start off with that. All right, Let's address I, I, this. All right okay. I think it's like, in his past, uh-huh. it was called Ray Ray. Right. That was kind of like his nickname. Uh-huh. That was his gang uh, name. Yeah, well, yeah. But <laughs> like, and all his gang members knew him as Ray Ray. They'd call him Ray Ray. Yeah. yeah. And then he now has turned his life around and he just wants to be known as Ray. Like Ray Ray's in his past and he's just called Ray. Right. But that's not that different to Ray, is it? I mean, it's just said twice. If it was like, oh, it's Bone Crusher. No, yeah, but, it's just Ray. Yeah, but when you were a bank robber, we called you Grey Grey, didn't we? Well, I mean, you know, we're not going to talk about that. On the well, exactly. Well, it's, just promised, gr- it's just great now. You it? promised, like, you, you swore, because, like, I mean, you, you lied under oath for me, you know. Exactly. <laughs> oh, um, can podcasts be injured as uh, proof of evidence? I'd say so. Okay. None of that happened. It's all just great. It's all just a great joke. So, yeah, um, he's leaving prison. And he's got his friend, who's the prison guard. Yeah. His mate is like, don't worry, Ray Ray. I mean, Ray, off you go and enjoy the rest of your life. We'll never see him again. Well... The guy, the, there's the one prison guard who's saying to him like, "Oh, you'll be back here, you'll be back here," and I thought that's making a really good, important thing about recidivism, and it's a rate in America which can be anywhere as high as ninety five percent in the United States in some in some areas. That's he's he's read a book before, hasn't he? It, read a book. It's like a degree. It's like I have. It's like I have a master's degree in this topic. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, I, well I'm going making... to be in film, mate. So well, yeah. So we still more money. <laughs> this guy. So <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> we should. We could do a podcast about which one of us wasted wasted more money on our degrees, but I don't think we should do that ever because it'll make us all very sad. So let's See, just. Continue. I, I thought he was going down the Werner, Werner Herzog route. Like, uh, wait, sorry, you thought this film was going down the Werner Herzog? Yeah, route. have you seen Beyond the Abyss? Is it I, called? Look, I'm sorry. About you death thought, row. You it's thought really the chaperone. The chaperone made by WWE I Studios. Hope. Hoped, maybe, yes. Yeah, because otherwise it's going to be a paint-by-numbers action comedy. I don't even think with it's a guy, paint-by-numbers. With a guy who... That's the Mr. main thing comedy. I want to talk about this. So Triple H at the beginning of the film has a fake beard. At the time, I'm pretty sure he had a real beard that he must have shaved off to play the rest of the film and then had to put a fake beard on him. I hope that's And what the happened. fake beard looks fucking stupid. Yeah, it's, it's Secondly, not a beard. Yeah, but he's the you. You know as well as anybody that films are shot out of order. Yeah, so maybe it worked sh- out that they they had to shoot all the other bits with him clean shaven. And it's okay. We'll get you a fake beard from the joke shop down the road because that's what it looks it's like. Low budget, isn't it? Yeah, but then also Triple H uh, out of would, anyone would, would the voice of Lisa Simpson be in a low budget film? <laughs> Don't answer that question. Carry I mean, on. I mean, so, I, I have looked on Wikipedia and she's only been in low-budget films. <laughs> other than it's hard to decide whether this is her worst film because she was in the film Maximum Overdrive, which is the Stephen King film where Stephen King directed it with saying, I, I want to do Stephen King right. And now we'll only say about it, I was on a lot of cocaine at the time. 
But um, so my big issue with this as well. So after he goes clean shaven, Triple H is the only person in the world who looks like more of a fucking sinister dickhead with clean shaven than he does with a beard. Do you know what I think that that reminds you of the old Hunter Hearst Helmsley yeah, ways, exactly. and that's why. Yeah, like see it, that he's just got one of those for faces. the mainstream people who all came to watch this film. Uh, you know, I, I don't think this is aimed at wrestling fans because I mean, wrestling fans wouldn't come to watch this film, would they? So yeah, but it was a. Bad guy in Blade Three, weren't oh, he? Yeah, he was. And he yeah. was clean shaven in that. The worst yeah. of the Blade films. Yes, Triple the X Men Three of Blade films. <laughs> <laughs> they always fuck up on the third one. Spider Man. Yeah, let's just go. Like... Oh, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> let's not do worst trilogy films because we will be here forever. Godfather Three is a big step down too. When's Chaperone anyway. Three coming out? <laughs> oh, so yeah, Triple the, H. Like, there's a thing as well. Like Kevin Corrigan, his entire career has kind of played the underdog kind of layabout guy. And here he is as the sinister bad guy. They are both miscast. Yeah. If you'd have switched the two roles of these two guys, this film would have been half passable. I yeah, think. but then Triple H wouldn't have been the star of the film, would he? And that's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. Triple H is the star of the film. So he comes out At of the jail. start of the film, I don't know if you saw this on yours, he, um, it's all dark and then the light comes on in the cell and he goes, we are NXT. <laughs> uh, that wasn't on my version. Was it not? No. Because oh. it shows you there's a big baby face at uh, the start. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, that wasn't... So, yeah, the start of the film, he comes out of prison, he's like, all right, and then his criminal mate is Be- Corrigan, is that him? Kevin Corrigan. Mark Corrigan, off of Peep Show, comes out and... <laughs> Philip uh, LaRue, yep. that's his character name. And he's like, all right, Triple H, I mean Ray, I mean Ray Ray, I mean Ray, oh, it's just Ray now. Um, do you want to get in this car and come and do some more crime? And Triple H is like, no, I'm not doing crime anymore. It's like, no, come and do some crimes. Like, All right, well, I'll drive your car then. Okay, you just drive my car. Then he steals his car. Yeah, so. that's a f- I've got a list. That's the first crime he commits in the, yeah. in the show. So I, I just want to point something out. Outside the prison. He's going straight. He's going straight. He's not doing crime anymore, apart from right. that one crime. I, I've already made one thing about it being a paint-by-numbers action comedy and stuff, and I don't think the script's had much work on it. Here's another thing. I've got the cast list in front of me, so I can like just okay. do a jog my memory. There's only two characters who have full names in this entire film. Who are they? Ray Bradstone, or Ray Ray Bradstone, and Philip LaRue. Every other character just has either a first name or a doctor someone. So Dr. Edmund and Dr. Marjorie. You know, but I, th- no, but I think you find out the doctor's first name because he introduces himself, doesn't he, to Triple H. Okay, so there's three characters that have full names. I think technically his daughter has a full name. Yeah. Because his daughter's still got the same name. In fact, it's established in one of the scenes that his oh, daughter's yeah. still got the same yeah. name. And his, uh, that was uh, one of the scenes um, shortly after I'd fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was lying. Actually, I don't wish I was lying. Wait, like, I know, literally no. the cast list I've got just has like Carlos Goldie. No, the bus driver's got two names. It's Otto Man off of The Simpsons. <laughs> Nick the bus driver. That's how he's credited. Yeah, he's Nick the, the bus film. driver. Although he is, I've not even thought about that. Yeah. How funny they've got Yardley Smith. They yeah. went just steal another character for The Simpsons. It's fine. Well, we've got Lisa Simpson. We've got Otto off of The Simpsons. Cracking. <laughs> just go for it. So then Triple H goes back. He's like, right, I'm off to Simiac's wife now. Yeah. Now. Maybe this is just me. She looks a bit like China, you know. I think. Well, I There's watched this with my girlfriend, and yeah. she said she doesn't look as butch as Stephanie. Is what she said. Oh, they are. So yeah. I bet Stephanie. I bet Stephanie was watching this film. And go well, all right, but she, she can't be as fit as me. Yeah. You think Stephanie on set saying no sex scenes? Definitely. What like Nikki Bella was on that John Cena <laughs> one where he train wreck. Yeah, which supposedly Amy Schumer tells people that John Cena shagged her in that film. Yeah. Because she said that John Cena didn't know how to do a sex scene without just having so sex with it. she fucked him, yeah. Yeah. Which I, be, I bet Nikki Bella was delighted about her telling yeah. people that. Total yeah. Bellas is back this week. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. I like Total Bellas. It's all well, right. Yeah. I mean, you're dating Sorry. this. Yeah. N- Nikki <laughs> Bella is in Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Is, is and uh, she's 
Like like every Strictly Come Dancing slash Dancing with the Stars thing, she's had an affair with a dancer. Has she? I'm just guessing. Oh, okay. She will have I mean, by now. But dancing is just shagging with your clothes on. Is it? Kind of. What? Have you ever done the Macarena? Have you ever done... <laughs> <laughs> or the Okie Koki? <laughs> it's kind of... It's, it's foreplay, pretty much, isn't it? It's... Whoa, the Okie Koki. <laughs> yeah, it's foreplay. Right, so... I don't know how you do it, but obviously... Well, uh, you've been look, doing it wrong. Can we stop talking about your sex life and get back to <laughs> Triple H's sex life? Yeah, uh, by the I way, mean, the Ray wife, Bradstone's sex life. The wife is Annabeth Gish, who's actually a proper actress. Oh, dear. Uh, she was in The X Files. That doesn't make her a proper actress, Dan. She was the kind of replacement for Agent Scully. So, much like. So, in fact, in the first WWE film, The Marine, they had the kind of replacement for Agent Fox. Yeah. Mulder, sorry. Um,. They also have all the, the all the X Files cast that aren't David. They also Cardin had the kind of replacement for Agent Scully. Yeah, they had the super good Robert Patrick and this <laughs> woman. So can we we flash forward to Triple H? Is like, oh, is my daughter here? And she's like, no, your daughter's at school. It's like, oh, I'll, that's fine. I'll just go. Oh no, is the daughter? Here? I can't remember. No, she's on her way back from school, isn't she? Yeah. Well, there you go. So the daughter comes in and she just goes past him, doesn't she? And she's like, she's like, oh, why don't you just piss off, Ray? The daughter played by the biggest star in this film, who's not Triple H. You could argue he's a bigger star. Ariel Winter from I think Modern Family. I think she's probably a bigger star because yeah. she's in mainstream. Even though Triple H would like to tell you he's in mainstream, he's not. <laughs> so he walked me with a dance ring one time. I, he was he was on that one episode of Saturday Night Live with The Rock. Yeah, it depends what your class is mainstream because I think viewing figure wise, if you think about it from the first time Triple H debuted on WWE to now, I, and you add all the millions of viewers up like WWE do. And so then, they're not repeat viewers. They're not repeat Modern Family. Yeah, Modern Family is like the biggest show in the world that isn't the Big Bang Theory. Is it? Yeah, it's, yeah it actually is. Yeah, seriously. It's like super, How super How many millions massive. of viewers do they get a week? Ridiculous. Bearing in mind, like they'll probably do 20-odd episodes and then stop. They do a fair amount, to be fair. It's been very popular. Like, if you add up their millions and then add up WWE's millions over the year, <laughs> who gets most? But what if you add them up over the same amount of time that they've been on? I think we know. No, I think no, we know. We're, we're not playing that rule. What's the real quiz? Uh, their seasons tend to average between 8, 8.2 to 14 million viewers. Okay. Yeah, yeah so. so that's like a lot more than WWE. That's the real quiz. That's the real quiz. So... That's- can we get back to talking about the chaperone, please? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I want to I'm talk about to the do. chaperone. So Triple H goes to the school because that's a logical decision for any ex-crim. Uh, you're allowed. You just walk in. Yeah. And he stops two kids from having a fight, doesn't he? Yeah, because he's a good guy now. You know, the best way to do it, right? Don't separate them. Don't ask them to stop. Now, grab the hair. It's fine. Yeah. And then one of them quotes the art of war. Yeah, I think this is also like, so you get two or three Chekhov guns in like this three or four minute like section do you understand the phrase check off gun because you're looking at does me does it look like I understand the phrase check off D- Daryl will understand this I'm not it's the whole thing of um, if a gun is used in the finale then you need to show the gun earlier on in the script oh, right, so okay. that, it's called check gun so in the fact that he mentions lawsuits and that comes up later on in the story in right, terms of okay. like people threatening to sue and all sorts of stuff the art of war is a big deal in this yeah so he mentions that Triple it. H according to this has read the art of war there's a lot of stuff in this that Triple H says that yeah I'd be really interested to see if he actually knows much about. So, on his other crimes that he's committed, um, pulling a kid's hair. Yes, that's uh, assault. I'm sure that's assault. Yeah, assault, yeah. I'm not sure if hanging around a playground is a crime, but, mm. but like... If, Loitering? If, if, yeah, if a man was hanging around a playground... With a criminal record. Like, associating himself with children that aren't his own, that's how yeah. rumours start. Yeah. So then the headmaster comes out, 
Yeah. And instead of immediately dismissing Triple H from the site, it's like, oh, cheers, mate. Thank you, Triple H. <laughs> I mean, Ray. I mean, Ray, Ray. I mean, Ray. Uh, for grabbing these two kids' hairs and stopping them from having a fight. Uh, and then Lisa Simpson shows up. Sh- shows up. Shows up. Lisa Simpson's there. She's like, all right, I'm the teacher, Lisa Simpson and that. Uh, you seem like a responsible guy <laughs> with the two kids' fists. <laughs> With his wrap, hand wrap, wrapped around the two kids' hair, he's like, "You see, she's like, you seem like a reasonable guy. Could you come on our boss trip for us?" He's like, "Do I need a background check? No, no, just, just be right. You're they're worried about lawsuits, but not CRB checks. Yeah, you're, um, <laughs> you're his, uh, you're her, her dad, aren't you? And she's like, "Oh, don't bring him on the trip." And he's like, "No, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll turn up. It'll be right." Did you know Yardley Smith was born in Paris? No, just thought I'd let you know. So then I, I, uh, I've mentioned already she was in the film Maximum Overdrive. You should really watch Maximum Overdrive. It's terrible. Can I say something, right? For for a guy <laughs> who only has daughters, Triple H doesn't look convincing at all talking to his daughter. <laughs> like it's anytime he's good. Like you know, whenever he threatens anyone and you see Triple H pretty much, he's fucking brilliant. He, if he was the menacing guy, he'd be great. Yeah. It's, but it's when he's trying to be you know, I'm all relate peaceful. to his daughters. Yeah, he's got real daughters in real life. They're probably about <laughs> the age of this girl in the sh- in the film. Yeah, it's it's just. So I guess I, it's not all his fault. I don't think because, as I've said, I have many problems with this script. <laughs> so his little mate um, Ben Corrigan shows up again, and what's his name? Not Ben Corrigan. Kevin. Yeah, uh, and he shows up. and He's like, oh, um, come on, come and do crime. I know you took my car, but you know I'm willing to forgive that. I, I owe you know, come and do some more crime. And his his little mate says, literally, and I'm quoting here. He says, "You're the best driver getaway man in the business." How did that not get edited out? Like <laughs> what? Just clunky exposition, isn't clunky it? It's exposition. Awful. That's who you are. So Triple H is like, "I'm going to batter you," and he has a fist print in the wall because smacks him. Fist print in the wall. Yeah, it's like an actual fist, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Like yeah. you can you even see, see like the knuckle grooves. Yeah. yeah. So he's well hard, but Triple H is like, oh, I'm well hard. <laughs> Just don't forget, because like maybe when he was trying to relate to his daughter, you forgot that he's mega hard. But like, it's a bit yeah. like Shane McMahon battering people occasionally. A little bit. Yeah. You've got to remember that he's mega hard. So don't forget the Triple H is mega hard. Yeah, doing that too. Uh, I- I'm just double checking Kevin Corrigan's extensive IMDb. Uh, he was in Fringe. I forgot about that one. He was Sam Sam Vice in Fringe. I nearly watched Fringe once. It's a good show. I didn't. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's I'm enjoyable. Sure it's fine. Talking of shows that you've never watched, but I have. Um, do you know when we went to New York, mate? Yeah. And uh, I made you stand in Central Park for hours watching that thing. Oh, yeah, filmed. watching Person of Interest? Yeah, Person of Interest. Yeah, yeah. The Doctor yeah. in this yeah. <laughs> is one of the main bad guys in Person of Interest. Oh, I mean, which yeah. Doctor? The, the woman's... The one who doesn't know how to... Work a uh, is TV. Like, yeah, I'm a mess. Oh, a crazy! Oh, bloody! Oh, look at me! I'm a nerdy guy, and oh, yeah. I'm, I'm... and it's really weird seeing him play the nerdy guy because he plays the bad guy really good. Oh, does he? Yeah. He's like, oh, look at me! I'm not going anywhere. How can I compete with you, Triple H, with your luscious locks? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that might play into the finish. Spoiler: It does. We get a montage soon, don't we? We got this guy who looks like Matthew Broderick and Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? The, the guy shortly after Triple H punched the fist in the wall? Yeah. It's Matthew Buscemi or Steve Broderick just shows up. And then I can't, I literally don't even remember what he does. But like, I think he might, I can't room remember. Room meat. I can't remember who he is. Most people in this film are just room meat. Yeah. 
they, they have no importance to the story. So then Triple H. There. So anyway, the point is Triple H is like, oh, I don't want to be part of your crime. I gotta go get me a legitimate job. Montage. So, so he has three interviews. He's like, oh, three interviews. I haven't got a job. Oh, back to crime. Back to crime. <laughs> I'll do me a crime. One of them, he was like, he's, he talks about cars. He's like, do you know what hybrid is? Oh, you're already a criminal, right? <laughs> Clearly, you're keeping that from them. Probably, what's the worst crime is saying, oh, yeah, I know how to fix that car. Oh, yeah, I did rob a bank. It's like, I yeah, feel like the reason I'm so good with cars is because I used to drive getaway cars in massive robberies. Eh. Like, ga- like garages and places. I feel people. like, I feel like <laughs> do you know what hybrid is? You'd be like, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. And then if you know, you get the job. Anyway, I, c- I can do a middle class old man joke where it's like, well, garage would be a perfect job for him because they're already crooks. Bloody garages, you know, Daryl, you're a car. Oh, I have got a car. Oh yeah, bloody garages ripping us off. Isn't you it? you uh, can relate to that. Isn't oh it? yeah, bloody observational. Bloody yeah, and you know, it's topical, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. all tire cars, yeah. garages, bloody mechanics. <laughs> Don't trust a mechanic ever. No. You don't know any mechanics, do you, Dan? No. <laughs> Me neither. No. no, I wouldn't trust any mechanics. Depends. Spe- mechanic of what? Especially not if they're in my family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of them fixes small things, one of them fixes big things, so it's go. fine. Right, so then they go, so they go to the crime, right? They're off. We're, off, <laughs> we're loving crime. We're, we're off to do some crime. We're off to, we're off to do a crime. Did you know that robbing a bank is actually like one of the smallest payouts you can get in a robbery. Is it really? Yeah, because um, all the vaults and stuff, you'll notice, like, working retail, um, that, that was, hopefully that was vague yeah, that's enough. Fine, that's fine. Uh, the vaults are time-delayed to be enough Wait, time. Wait, Summers, everybody. Where... <laughs> I fucking wish I did. I'd, I'd be trying all knickers on. <laughs> <laughs> They're time-delayed, so it's nearly impossible to get the money from the thing, so you just have the to rely from the down. tills. And the tills don't keep enough money in to be worth the, like, depends prison sentence. Depends if you don't do a cash lift or not, so... Yeah, yeah. but, like... If, Thing, it's a bank. They'd have procedures and stuff, and there's no way you could get a bag full of money out of a bank. We said, have you been into Halifax Bank recently? No. Right. Um, they've, know, got, they've, got, they've got gaps in the till. You can you can literally walk behind the tills. You can get there's no barrier. You can walk. Uh, you're like Bar- New Argos. You know, Barclays been... only has one like cashier now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we're talking about New Argos. Yeah. No, because like New Argos that have been done up. Right. I've been to one in Bedford recently. Okay. And it's the first one I've been to in five years that don't have a tablet in it. They've still got the old school keypads like proper old school midnighters keypads that's excellent um, but you know new Argos's now you can just walk behind tills like one in Meadowall you can just walk behind them yeah. fucking like. Halifax Bank that's where all my money is and you can just walk it's fucking behind it and take money it. it to be worthwhile well I ain't got like, enough money anyway I'm in negative fucking figures with that's <laughs> fucking point well it's like the new Barclays like Barclays now only has one actual like man till everything else is computerised and stuff it's crazy I hate to say this again can we go back to talk about the chaperone uh, why please? would we do that <laughs> because right, this, is this is important this is important because <laughs> Triple H we're trying to steer the, the getaway car away we're getting away well, from look, this crime the car, film right no we're bringing it back on topic Triple H is in the getaway car and it's like oh I'm we're the best getaway first, driver Darryl. oh no <laughs> right and then the film decides to invoke Point Break yeah that's a bad idea isn't it don't invoke <laughs> better films. You know what I mean? Like Point Break is a daft nineties, you know, action. Would you call it comedy? I don't know. Not really. As it's my, it, like it, a like a daft nineties action yeah. film where you can switch your brain off. And Ke- Keanu Reeves is an FBI agent, and <laughs> they're invoking Point Break. Definitely don't invoke Point Break. And then they they try and make some hilarious joke about the fact that one of them's got a Condoleezza Rice. It's the only point I la- laughed in the film is it really? I yeah. laughed at one thing later on. I didn't laugh at the Condoleezza Rice thing, even though I thought it was mildly amusing. Yeah. It wasn't enough to make me actually laugh. But anyway, they're invoking Point Break, 
And Triple H is sat in the car. He's like, oh, good job this bank's next to my kid's school. It's convenient, isn't it? Coincidence number one. Triple H's daughter happens to be at the school next to the bank he's robbing. So this is another crime that he commits. Yep. Um, because even though he doesn't go in and commit the crime, surely he's is an it, accessory yeah. because he's driven him there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's another crime he's committed. Yeah, so there you are, Triple H. But don't worry, partway through he's like, ah, can't be arsed with this. He didn't knowingly report the crime as well. Yeah. So he takes the uh, takes the car keys, chucks them in a bush, doesn't he? Yeah, which I didn't quite understand. Well, either Stop leave... them driving away. But why? Just take the keys with you then. Just either leave them and let them do it themselves. Yeah. Or... Tech keys with you and go, look, this is a criminal's car. Um, I found them. Yeah. Just do that. So anyway. Oh, by the way, don't forget that uh, Triple H's daughter has a hot crush. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's got a hot crush on, uh, I don't know. who's Probably like Travis or yeah. Blake. Yeah. <laughs> Someone like that, isn't it? Do you know what? I don't Josh. think it is. Because his name's something. Josh. Is it Josh? Josh. Because everyone in these films has stupid names. <laughs> and I don't mean like stupid names in terms of like, Modern ones, like this, is the second film we've done with some with the okay. main character called Ray. <laughs> Let's not forget that all the characters are called Ray. <laughs> They've all got old names. Like even his daughter's called. What's I can list it. Well, his daughter Sarah. It's something Sarah. I think. Like, yeah. it's but this, we've got modern. a Josh. We've got Ogie. Whatever that is. Ted, Simon, Brenda, See, all Tracy, names. Stanley. Not, I mean, you say the weird one of the main female actresses in the film is called Yardley or Yardley and Ariel but the point is they're not modern names are they this is no. a film in 2011 it still feels the whole film feels like something that was written about 1992 I think it's probably like a script that was just sat on from 1992 and they went shall we update it nah just leave everything exactly the same as it is put the crime in it's fine do you know like this film is like perfect for an afternoon on channel 5 isn't it yeah, it if really that, is. It wouldn't be out of place. No, definitely not. You know what I've just seen as well? I, I'd never noticed this. One of the uh, gangsters later on in the film is Luke Hawks, uh, Wildcat, oh, the of, professional wrestler. Off of wrestling? Yeah. Oh, my God. You thought, did you is. think he got... I've heard of him. I, I'm going to WWE, mate. WWE films. <laughs> I'm going to WWE <laughs> films. What, what Do was that last thing you said? Do you think Nothing. on set he was talking to Triple H trying to get in into WWE? Yo, mate, I don't think Triple H allowed him anywhere near him on set. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So, yeah, we... Uh, we, yeah, so, so he, leave, he leaves the car and then he goes yeah and then there's some police officers but we only ever see the feet um, I can't remember what contact oh yeah the police officers are running in but we only ever see the feet I've got a theory about this I think they did that so they like they were shooting at one point where they didn't have the police officer's uniform so yeah. they're like oh shoot the feet either that or someone really liked the bill you know at the yeah. end of the bill where they're walking do, 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 do. I quite do, like the bill yeah do, do, do. I like the ending of the bill as well yeah so, yeah, sometimes when I'm walking down the street, I look down at my feet and go, Can we do one of these no, episodes no. about um, the storyline with Officer Gabriel? What? On the bill. Is it anything to do with wrestling? That was, uh, no, it's not. No. Then no. Can we can we talk about Don Beach? Because, <laughs> you know, he was my favourite one off at Bill. Because he, 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 like, he was a cop that went bad. Oh. And he like ran off to Spain. Or Rome. They had like a spin-off. And it, yeah. And it, it was like, Beach is back. And that was the... <laughs> Like what were it called? The bill on I, the beach. I don't know. I can't remember. Beach on the bill. I don't know. Beach on the beach. Maybe. Ah, oh, what if he was on the beach? Beach on the beach. Beat on the beach. It was. It was like Baywatch. Beach, beach. They could. They could team up with like Sheffield Wednesday left back and beach and reach on the beach. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. There we are. That's that's a reference that everyone will enjoy. <laughs> Especially you, Daryl. Judging by your face, they just yeah. closed down as soon yeah, as I said it. I'd have a clue. So yeah, so we're carrying on. Um, Triple H is like, oh no, I'm off to. Uh, 
I'm off to go on the boss. So he goes on the boss. The criminals eventually get away, but they're like, oh, look at that boss there. Look, Ray's on the boss. So there's coincidence number two. The criminals happen to go near the boss again. We also, will, there's yeah, the bag switch as yeah, well. So Otto's not loading oh, the bags in. the bag switch. So they yeah. set that up before this, that he's not loading the bags up because he needs a vision. There's it's a not- third character called Dell that just disappears at this point, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. never see him again. So he... He gets hit by a car or something, doesn't he? Oh, does he? I forgot yeah. Oh, yeah, you okay. do see him again, but you just he's just like laid in plaster and he in bed. Oh, I'd forgotten that. Okay. So, um, yeah, so he drops the bag um, with all the money in next to the school bus. Yeah. He also has loads of bags on the floor. Yeah. And he gets loaded in, and then that's when his mates see Triple H on bus. So then Triple H is on the bus, and they're all like making noises. They're like, and he's going, wheels on the bus go round and round. No. I was talking about Triple H delivering the line he's like i'm mr bradstone i'm the chaperone roll credits there you go. that's where that there's that group of people who go watch films and when the title of the film is said get up applause and leave yep that has been that moment the, and, 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 and you know what they would have had a better time if yeah. they'd done that that's only half an hour into the film they're like good off we go i genuinely paused it at this moment and went off and did something else for like half an hour <laughs> and applauded and left yeah. this is when we get introduced to the random blonde bully girl because we need more we need more plots in this film yeah there's so many Subplots upon subplots, like, and none so of them mean a thing. We've got, we've got the Triple H and his wife thing. We've got the Triple H and his daughter thing. We've got the Triple H and the crime thing. We've got the well, it's, what? What the spoiled girls do? Oh, they go and get plastic surgery. Yeah. So we've got um, we've got the girl in the crush thing. Yeah. And uh, now we've got the girl in the bully thing as well. So like we're bang, bang that in there as well. So we've also got the um, other chaperone that's got a crush on. Fancies the teacher. Yeah. yeah you, I don't think mm. we've been introduced to that yet. But okay. Let's let's just say for the moment we've got six plot lines so far. If you're thinking this film sounds confusing, it's not. No. Yeah, it's just there's so much happening, but none of it matters. Yeah. <laughs> so then we're we're all off to the dinosaur museum, and fortunately, Triple H, it, it fucking loves it dinosaurs. Fucking loves a dinosaur. He loves a bit of di- loves an oviraptor. Yeah. How long do you reckon it took Triple H to memorize all the facts about oviraptors? Well, he probably just asked his mate Ric Flair about him. You were around at the same time. Oh, so I don't know, but <laughs> on my notes here I, from that bit, I put I why I died. <laughs> you better not have by now. <laughs> I'll have to cut that bit. Yeah, you will. On my notes here um, from that bit in the film, I've put why the fuck are we getting a lesson on the history of dinosaurs from the King of Kings? Oh, good point. Yeah, I didn't understand it. Because he's a good all rounder. If it was very dinosaur heavy, like I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. Because Hot Guy thinks that Triple H's dinosaur facts are cool. And so Daughter's like, oh, Triple H, you're such a shit dad. I mean, Ray Ray. I mean, Ray. I mean, Ray Ray. I mean, Ray. You're such a crap dad. And then Hot Guy's like, well, I think dinosaur facts are pretty cool. And she's like, oh, Hot Guy fancy. Oh, yeah. Cheers, dad. You're a right. That's fucked with the logic. Because most of these films, the girls fancy the, the bad boy. What type of guy gets in a girl's good books bike? Your parents are cool. Uh, I'll tell you what type of guy. <laughs> a hot guy who Triple H likes. We'll uh, get back to that. I've got a story that I don't know if we're going to have to cut because I, I, I made to look like the idiot in the story, but I don't know if you're going to think we have to cut it. So I just thought I'd warn you. I'm going to tell you okay. it and then you can decide if you're going to cut it or not. Okay, all right. So uh, it's about dinosaurs. So um, at work, um, we employed um, an autistic kid and he... Um, fascinated with dinosaurs absolutely loved him like he'd just come up to me just start giving me loads of fucking dinosaur facts like everything about dinosaurs and I just asked him I mean I don't know anything about dinosaurs so I just asked him about T-Rexes that's all that's the only one I can really nail off the top of my head uh, but he also he fucking loved Disney films absolutely fucking loved him like he could do an impression of Robin Williams as the genie and he loves Lion King all that bullshit right so we're walking around and um, he's talking to me about um, dinosaurs and stuff and 
Bear in mind, he also likes kids' films and Disney films. We walked past a good dinosaur toy. And I said to him, oh, do you like the good dinosaur? Because in my head, I'm going, well, it's a kid's film and it's about dinosaurs. He likes kids' films and he likes dinosaurs, right? He went, no, that's babyish. Told me, didn't it? Oh, mate. He's had, he's had your pants down. Absolutely fucking rinsed me, didn't he? Yeah, he really has. I thought you were going to say that he didn't like it because it was like not... Not technically correct to the time period. I mean, that's probably what it meant by yeah. being baby. He probably fucking hated Jurassic Park then. Yeah, well, no, because they were no, because DNA. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite like Jurassic Park. Yeah, but then they've thought about it. Where it's good dinosaur humans and didn't, yeah. didn't happen there. I can understand. They no. didn't. Because what about Flintstones? Is that not a documentary? Uh, well, I, I believe the film was with John Goodman. Well, this is the thing. I mean, film can they can they do a film ago. version of The Simpsons? Because like, I was quite like. Yeardley Smith is kind of like knowing Lisa becomes president in all the like flash forwards in The Simpsons. Yeah. I feel like she had that look of she could play President Lisa. Right. So can, do you think I could write Live that? action Simpsons. Yeah, live action Simpsons. And I've heard play uh, Lisa Simpson as the president. Yeah, but then Bart gets weird, doesn't it? Yeah, we have to find someone to play Bart, won't we? Yeah. Right, so... um. No, he's just moving on. No, from yeah, just yeah. moving on. I think so, we need to move up because we have been going a long time on this already. So they're they're at the dinosaur museum, right? They're at the dinosaur museum, and Triple H is like, "Oh, I've got all these mega dinosaur facts," and then he sees the bad guys. Like, oh, now we've got to leave. So Triple H drives the bus. We leave Otto behind. Um, um, has Triple H passed his bus driving license? I feel is he licensed like to drive heavy goods vehicles? Are you most asking? likely no. No, no. no, it's a different license. Is it? Oh. Yeah. My dad used to be a bus driver and they're, no, they're quite difficult to drive compared to normal vehicles. Turning well, circle. I mean, yeah. Stuff. You say that, mate, but Triple H could do it. So and regardless of what your dad's experience he's such is, a good Triple driver. H... He's such a good driver, he went to prison for it. Well, let's not also forget, by the way, that partway through this, when Triple H takes over the bus and is... His daughter's like, oh, she walks to the front. She's like, can you, can you slow down? He's like, no, no, I know how to drive. Then his daughter walks back and Triple H looks in the mirror and goes, does a little swerve, knocks the daughter onto hot guy's lap. He's like, way, yeah, there you go. Tries to get his daughter laid. It's a bit Hulk Hogan-ish, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, go. no, Hulk Hogan wasn't really fond of um, Brooke Hogan's boyfriend, was Well, he? I mean, it depends what colour they wear. So, <laughs> you know, he liked some of them, he didn't like the others. Yeah, we're so. all a little bit racist, aren't we? <laughs> well, I don't... If I don't think any of us actually said I am a racist to a point, you know. So, Hogan did though. So yeah, Triple H tries to get his daughter laid by swerving the boss. That's good. Is this film any worse than a Hulk Hogan movie? Um, well, because we've got Mr. Nanny in that. Well, here's we? a question. Mr. Nanny, we're all right. Here's a question. When would you introduce new characters into the film? Because I think I'd wait until fifty-four minutes. Yeah. At which point, then I'd want to introduce. New I mean, characters. the film is nearly two hours. That's another thing. It's an action comedy. It's nearly two hours. It's one hour and forty. So. One hour forty six. It probably felt worse. Hey? One hour forty six it came up. Did you mine. have an extended version or something? Mine was one hour forty three. My actual DVD version was one hour thirty nine. Okay. So mine mine came up one forty six. Clearly I got the better version out of all yeah. of them. I got the We got some... extra three minutes of fucking dinosaurs, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely the time to introduce new characters. Um there's also a short section, I think it's when they're in the uh in the hotel where mm. Triple H just decides to save the day for everybody. So oh, yeah. first of all he sees the Hot guy, he's like, oh, hey, hot guy, you seem like a good guy. Um, my daughter fancies you a bit, so get in there, mate. And then he goes across to uh, Lisa Simpson and the bald other chaperone. He's like, hey, other chaperone, all that stuff that I told you, it's working, isn't it? Yeah, get in there with Lisa Simpson. And then he wanders out and he's like, right, I'm going to go spend time with my daughter now. He just likes the thought of people around him shagging. Did anyone, 
They never write down the name of the fake singer that they came up with, by the way. Oh, no. So they go to a record shop because Hot Guy gives Triple H advice. And because I searched for it, and uh, maybe I've got it on my search history. But anyway, Triple H goes into this record shop. He's like, I'm wondering if you've got any good records like Frank Sinatra. I've got it. Frank Sinatra or Led Zeppelin or Callan Smith. <laughs> oh, let's put the tri- up- and the cool record store guy goes. Oh, the trifecta. Ah, oh, yeah, the tri. Yeah, because they're the three famous artists: is yeah. Sinatra, Zeppelin, Kellen Smith. That, when was the last time you went into an actual record store? Have you been one? Uh, all right, okay. Do you mean like uh, H&V so, or do you mean no, no, like a sells proper like so like Battery Records in Sheffield that type of place? I've, never, never been in one. I've walked past the one. Park ones uh, in Waterdale in Doncaster, but never went in. I've been in one like once. Well. I went to Record Store Day a few years ago when Coldplay released, like, as a surprise, on the day of Record Store Day, saying, we're gonna we're releasing a new single, and it's only going to be available on 7-inch vinyl on Record Store Day, and each Record Store is getting two copies. It's going to be super limited edition. Uh, the Record Store were making jokes, trying to get people to buy these two Coldplay records, because anything popular, the type of people who go in Record Stores fucking hate. <laughs> and I, it's Coldplay. You could have bought them and just sold them. Yeah, but uh, they were on eBay eventually for like 50p because hardly any of them sold him though they were limited edition. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, you know, I mean, each to their own. You know, yeah. like them, whatever. So this is the point at which I started to think that the girl from Modern Family might just be the only good actor in this. <laughs> uh, I'm not even sure what it was. I think it was when she's she's had a good time with her dad and then she yeah. goes back and the news are like, oh, your dad's done yeah. a bad thing. She's like, she's having a go at her dad. I, I will defend Kevin Corrigan. He's just miscast. Okay. So then Triple H, right? Kevin Corrigan. Triple H has had fun, and now he's like, he's spoken to the guys on the phone. They're like, "Oh, we want our money." They're willing to do a lot to go for this. I, money, I like this thing way. where he's continuously like, "I'm trying to give you your money." Yeah, <laughs> I've never found it. He actually says at one point, "I've never found it so difficult to give someone money." Yeah. So Triple H goes to the warehouse. Now this is the warehouse where uh, the two. I, I mean, I just think of the Wet Bandits to be honest, <laughs> all the way through the two Wet Bandits, right? Larue and his mate. Yeah. Show up and they have a gun standoff with these people, right? And they're like, oh, you can do us a favour. So Triple H turns off at the warehouse. Uh, fortunately, they've put the guns down. So the guns yeah. are gone, but Triple H is there and one of them's got like a ninja stick or whatever. Um, so Triple H walks in, he's like, oh, good job none of you have got guns because I'm going to beat you all up now. Beat them all up. One of them does like a, the, the, ninja, th- the... The Indiana Jones spot. Basically the Indiana Jones spot, yeah, except Triple H doesn't even get to <laughs> Tri- hit him. He, he doesn't have dysentery. This, the script is absolute shit. <laughs> yeah, Triple H picks up a bat. He's like, looks like it's just you and me. And then the guy runs away. Yeah. Um, but it's okay because this is good because it builds in an action beat. I genuinely think this is one of those ones where they went, ah, oh, we ain't got any action on this page. There's literally a book called Save the Cat and it has a beat sheet in it. It yep. tells you what page of the script should have what in terms of your gen- generic Hollywood script. And this film fucking matches it. The only difference is it's more, it'll be more than 90 pages because of all the fucking subtext and subplots. So this is the point at which I was like, there's about 50 plots in this film because I think this is also the time that the girl's doing the facial makeup, the blonde bully girl is doing oh, facial she, makeup on her. And she's like, oh, look what's happened to my lips. She looks like the Joker or whatever. Yeah, she, she went and got plastic surgery from the person who did Jessica Simpson's plastic surgery. Yeah. Which, Jessica that Simpson sounded like it had been fucking liable. Like that's already, <laughs> can I point out that's already dated the film in 2017 <laughs> It's 2011 references to Jessica Simpson, so <laughs> I don't know. Whatever happens to Jessica Simpson? Well, precisely. She had a reality show with her husband for a bit, but I think they're divorced now. Yeah, a bit awkward. That's a shame. Yeah. So uh, then, I can't even remember how this happens, but Triple H somehow gets back to the hotel. Like, it's never explained how far away the warehouse is. He gets That's to the warehouse quite easily and then comes back 
the hotel. You know what New Orleans is like? There's like that street where all pubs are. There's that hotel and there's that warehouse. And I think it's I think it's like Game of Thrones fast travel. Yeah. But anyway, he used an H- eagle. Triple, no, that's Lord of the Rings. Triple H is back at the hotel. And he's no like eagles. Same thing. Hotels. Dragons. <laughs> so Triple H. Oh no, he's not. It's not him that's back. He's he's in the warehouse tied up, isn't he? Yeah. He's tied up in the warehouse, and then his daughter's like, "Oh, where's we my need dad? To, we need to go and steal the because uh, his dad." Her dad comes back and she's like, you lied to me. He's like, no, I didn't. She's like, oh, all right then. Don't worry about it, mate. Cool. We are, we are running late on We're this fine. script. Yeah. So me and my friends are going to try and steal the bus. So they steal the bus. Yeah. Yardley Smith, uh, Lisa Simpson, brings out the entire class to watch the bus run away. <laughs> she's like, where's that girl? Oh no, she's gone. Everyone else, come with me to watch the bus run away. As by this point as well, like the police have advertised that he, yeah, because it happened earlier on. Yep. The police have like put out his name and everything saying, yeah, he's a baddie. We haven't and even mentioned like, the Dr. Marjorie show, by the way. Oh, yeah, the Dr. Marjorie show, which is the massive plot point throughout the thing. And yeah, leads to the, another plot point. Another the, the other Chekhov's uh. gun through the entire thing. He so, rings up to give advice and exposition continuously. So Triple H uh, calls up the Dr. Marjorie show occasionally. He's got Dr. Marjorie's book and everything, and that's what turned him around, isn't it? So when he's in the final scene and like they've kidnapped his daughter, or I literally can't remember what's uh, happened at this here's point. Here's the thing, right? Yep. The actress they got to play Dr. Marjorie, she fucking looked like Kathy Bates. She did a bit, I thought she, it was yeah. Kathy Bates at first, and it didn't surprise me, because Kathy Bates, despite being an Oscar-winning actress, has done some absolute fucking shit shows, <laughs> and it wouldn't surprise me if she showed up in this. Well... But, no, it wasn't. They couldn't even get Kathy Bates for it. She's just done that disjointed shit. <laughs> so, anyway, the point is, Triple H phones up Dr. Marjorie, and Dr. Marjorie, instead of, instead of the bloke on the switchboard going, Oh, uh, hello? Oh, there's nobody there. I'll just hang up. He's like, oh, put this live on the radio. This muffled conversation between a yeah, crime. Here's the thing. We've all got the same phone as what's... Oh, Daryl hasn't actually, but me and you have the same phone that's used in that. Yeah. If you even like slightly angle it away from your face, the person over on the line saying, what did you say? Sorry? Yeah, you can barely that? hear it. His phone's halfway down fucking street. I know, they're much. not even put on speakerphone either. I could get away <laughs> with that. But- Do you think there was some kind of um, deal with Apple? Because... There's a line in it where his daughter is like, have you got to, to the... Here's kid? why I don't think there is. Go on. She's like, have you got the latest iPhone? And he's like, yes, I do have the latest iPhone. And she's like, oh, good, because have you got have you got the latest iPhone app where you can track track somebody else's iPhone? Here's why I don't think there's a deal, because they she don't. says, have you got the iPhone app where you can track the iPhone? And he goes, yes. And then it comes up with like GPS tracking iPhones, <laughs> GPS tracking phone system instead of find my iPhone, which yeah. is the actual app. So that's yeah. why I don't think there is. But I, want, I wonder if maybe they wanted people to think that there was. Yeah, you're like, oh, look, they're totally involved, are they? No, no, they're not. So we come to the climax. Uh, Triple H is totally about to get shot or whatever, and the the guys get the money back, and then the police turn up, and then uh, Triple it, H gets away with it. This Miss Marjorie show, yeah, or Doctor Marjorie, yeah. Is it just a radio station, and she's on twenty four seven? It seems to be, yeah. Because like there's no set time that he rings every day or anything. It's nope. just there all the time. And apparently every fucker listens to this self help show. Yeah. Well the police at least do, including the bumbling detectives. We've not talked about the bumbling detectives. The ones who arrested him originally and yeah. he said, I'll change my life around, I swear. And you know what? I believed him. Fucking what? Yeah, we've not talked about <laughs> them. So they come and try and arrest him and then it's like, No, turns out he hasn't done anything. Even though I mean, Daryl, you had your crime log. He has done quite a lot of crime. Yeah, he's done a bit of crime. He's not as bad as the other criminals, but that doesn't make him not a criminal. It's like, well, we still got to bring you in for questioning because you're an accessory to this. No, and, uh, no, you're free to go, mate. Go spend some time with your daughter. Off you go. And, Don't worry, it was on. The, it was also, on the radio that she said you hadn't done out. His wife shows up 
and she's apparently dumped a new boyfriend. Oh, come on. We're not we're not at that point okay. yet. You've missed out the great line from okay. the guy. So basically, the guy that he's been messing around all day, he wanted him dead. He wanted to kill him. And then here's what he says to him when he gets put in jail. He goes, oh, you got lucky this time, Ray. Oh, <laughs> this time, chaperone too. <laughs> No. So, no? And, no. And then no. Annabeth Gift shows up for the uh, yeah, she was, stuff at the end. So at the end, she's like, um, I've dumped the, doc- the doctor because he didn't know how to use a remote control. Are you, yeah. Are you nervous about the, oh, what about the job or about the date? Who's the date with? Oh, it's with the mom. Getting back together, innit? What happened to the doctor? And what's his job? He's Dr. Marjorie now. Yeah. So um, she must be a bit good because she's losing half, well, her, half her slot. Well, Maybe because she was on the radio 24-7, she's a bit burnt out. Could be that, yeah. Um, what I quite like about this film is the ending, because um, the the guy rings Ray and has a bit of a chat with him, and then it ends on Ray basically saying, don't get bummed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great ending to the film is a prison rape joke. Yeah. So that's where it's like, <laughs> great banter. You know, Here's a thing we missed earlier. In terms of, can you remember the stories of No Holes Barred when it, apparently Vincent Man Hulk Hogan just spent a weekend in a hotel room script doctoring on, high on cocaine? Yeah. yeah. Vince McMahon definitely had a say in this film because how does uh, Kevin Corrigan and his mate get stopped from chasing down the bus? Diapers. There's a company in this world, apparently, that collects used diapers exclusively so you don't have to. And just leaves them loose in the back of their van. So when the doors open, they fly out on people's cars. Yeah. That happened. This whole film, right? I don't oh, think shit. it's hard. Do you well, think yeah. Harry Winter, you know, like with uh, Jennifer Aniston with Leprechaun and Renee, uh, Renee Zellweger with Texas Chainsaw Mass Connection Generation? Yeah. They won't talk about it. They they don't put it on the resume stuff. Ariel Winter is going to be that. Like, even if yeah. she doesn't, her career doesn't go past Modern Family, she's going to be like, yeah, I don't talk about that. Pretty one. much, yeah. I think... Like, not only is it shit, it is shit, right? But it it's it's supposed to be a comedy, right? It's not very funny, though. It's played straight for the whole thing. Very little is played for laughs. Even, like, down to the soundtrack and stuff, it's played like a straight action film. I don't understand what the point is. Yeah, it's it's there, is, there isn't a point, is there? Not really, no. In terms of WB films that we've seen... Where would you rank it? That's the question. Is it better or worse than Countdown? Daryl, is it better or worse than Countdown? You know starring? what? Countdown, I felt actively angry watching it. This, I was just kind of like, it's happening. Yeah. This is just a shit film. Yeah. Like, like count, Countdown was an abomination. This is just like a shit film. Yeah. Like, at least I didn't notice any specific editing mistakes or stuff in this. Whereas in Countdown, I was like, well, Brock Lesnar isn't in that arena that you're in with a half-empty arena at the house show with the different entrance <laughs> before we even go into the fact that Dolph Ziggler's the main star. So yeah. in terms of the Grumble Film Club's ranking, best this is the film best we've, we've watched. Just wait till we do yeah. Mr. Nanny next. Mr. Nanny. No, surely we, we've we got to Ready to Rumble at some point. Surely yeah. we've got to. Well, okay. I think we'll do the Ready to Rumble at some point, definitely. But can we can we try and find a good one? Like, or Mr. is there Nanny. any point what, in doing a good, good WWE film? Yeah, condemn. <gasps> yeah, go on. Halloween, Halloween week. If hopefully, it's, I don't know when this is going to be released, but Halloween week, we should either do Leprechaun Origins or See No Evil. I said a good one. 
So we Evil surely we save right. Encino Evil for when Kane gets May nineteenth gets in. No, for when oh. he gets into fuck, fucking office in Knox, Knox County. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. We need Going, to lighting a fire under Knox <laughs> County, literally. <laughs> I want to let you a man's testicles. <laughs> Right, that's it for the Royal Grumble for this week. Thank you very much for listening. If uh, Go to facebook.com slash Royal Grumble. Don't forget to find us on Twitter at Royal Grumble Pod. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, don't forget to uh, give us five stars. You know, we're, we're all right, we are. Yeah. And that's that's it for this week. Say goodbye, Daryl. Goodbye, Daryl. Say goodbye, Dan. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm the chaperone. <laughs>